Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. You know, the presence of the Lord, the Father God, is not a drive through window where you put your order in, you drive to the window, you give your offering, you receive your stuff, and you go on. No, he's not a microwave. He's not quick, fast. He's, a, he's like more like a 12-course meal. You know, they gonna, he's going he gonna to put it out to you because and, 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 he wants you to receive. And so, and why would we get in a hurry when we're finally in the place that we long for? Why run from the very place that you desire? Never let your mind steal your mind. Tell yourself, no, uh-uh, I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm going to be present, listen to this, in his presence. I'm going to be present in his presence. So I'm not drifting here and there and trying to figure out what we're going to do later. Oh, I forgot to put the clothes in the dryer. I put them in the washing machine. forgot to put them in the dryer. You know, you know. Oh, don't look at me like that because you can be having your hands lifted up. And you already in tomorrow talking about, oh, Lord, I meant to take that roast out for dinner tomorrow. You know, I got I got a few more things. So, okay, maybe we be out by a certain time. I can get over to the bank before they close today. Got a few more assignments to take care of. Oh, my goodness. What are my kids doing? I need to text them and see if they've done the, the duties to clean the house like I told them when I get back. To, okay, ladies, I know I'm talking right. You know, when I get back to the house, will, will the assignments be done? We're all over the place. And then we come back and say, oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Blessed Lord Jesus, did my husband actually tell me that before I walked out the door? Oh, Father, Father God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I want more, more, more. Jesus, more. Man, I forgot to pay that bill. It was due today. Lord, have mercy. Maybe why, when we sit down and she finally let us sit down, because we've been singing for a while. If we finally get to sit down, I'm going on my phone. I'm pay that bill while I'm, you know, sitting in church. Mm. Mm. None of the people in here, of course. But those in Chicago, I'll put it on the Chicagoans. <laughs> Never get in a hurry when you're in his presence. You'll long for those moments and won't know how to get there. Not because it's not available to us, but because we did not practice his presence when he was manifesting himself. He never leaves us and he never forsakes us. But there is a manifesting of his presence where you're more aware, where his presence is more tangible to you. Never get in a hurry. Always be present in his presence. Always be present. In his presence. It's amazing how one of the downfalls of media is that it moves fast. And so people are multitasking on everything, whether don't even try to act like you don't do this in church. I'm gonna say that again. Look over here. Don't even try to act like you don't do this in church. 
Okay, so let's, let's just all come clean. Can we all come? I can't hardly see some of y'all, but I know you back there. Just all come clean in the house of God. Hallelujah. And, and we've all done it. The preacher's preaching. Oh, and your thought come to your head. You know, if I just send that text right quick. Oh, amen. You text him out. Okay, wait, wrong, wrong word. Okay, amen. Yes, praise the Lord. Okay, stand. Okay. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Are you trying to act like you're on your Bible app and you actually playing a game? Did she go there? She did. <laughs> Candy crushed. <laughs> Be present in his presence. Because the thing is, you're going to need some answers. You're going to need some revelation. You're going to need a touch in your body. You're going to need things to go happen in your family. And if you be present in his presence, he's already working everything out for you while you're manifesting, while you're uh, uh, making sure you're in his presence, while you're worshiping him, while you're praising him, while he's manifesting his presence, he can do more than one thing at one time. Now, we need to be single-minded. But God said, I'm here. I'm over there. I'm working in your body. I'm working in your emotions. I'm working in your finances. I'm working in your future. I've already, I'm doing all this at one time while you're right here, single-minded. Got your eyes on Jesus. He said, let me handle the multitasking. You handle the single-mindedness. He called us to be one mind, single-minded. I know y'all don't like me right now, but I'm telling the truth anyhow. You're like, Pastor Candy, I really enjoyed you last night. Now you all up in my business. Bless the Lord. I love you all. Glory to God. Now put that candy crush up and let's get into the word of God. <laughs> I see you back there. Amen. Glory to God. I see you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get off that Amazon. Stop shopping. You know, we passed them, so we've seen, we've seen some of everything. I've gotten up, had to go to the back for something, walked from the front of the church to the back, and just happened to look down, and I saw like three people on the, on, all on their cell phones. One was on Amazon shopping. I said, well, look at here. I just leaned over and said, when you finish, can you get me that handbag too? You know, the look on their face is like, a snap, I've been caught. But we, and then we say, I don't understand why. I don't, I'm not in the place that God has for me. Well, it's like going to school in the natural. Your body can be in the classroom, but if you're not paying attention to the teacher, you're going to flunk the test. You don't even have the study guide. You don't even have the right tools to study with because you didn't pay attention to the teaching. So when the test comes, you're sweating it. and You're trying to cram at night. Or that morning, so you can kind of make it through the test. And you can't blame it on the teacher. We just weren't paying attention. And so many times in the presence of God, we're not paying attention. The Holy Spirit is speaking. He's, he's trying to get us in position because he knows what's coming. He knows what's ahead. And he already knows what the enemy is trying to plot. He said, but if you just be single-minded right now and, and, and let me minister to you right now, I'm already taking care of that thing that you don't know about, but I've already provided for it. Be present in his presence. So this morning I want to talk about how to pray for your family. Hallelujah. How to pray for your family. I'm going to switch mics. Is that okay? Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you hear me? 
Am I on? Hello, hello. I'm on? Can you hear me in the back? Okay, amen. How to pray for your family. I'm going to give you five points. Five points on how to pray for your family. This is what the Lord put on my heart. I've been teaching on this for a little bit, and he ministered to me to also bring this here. So I'm going to talk about five points on praying for your family. Point one. This is one of the most important points. You cannot skip point one. It is the prerequisite to all the other points. It is one of the most vital points in the place of praying for your family, yourself, or anyone. Point one, pray in faith. Pray in faith. It is vital to pray in faith. Not in emotions, not in desperation, but in faith. Praying in faith is always praying from the position of victory. Glory to God. Not failure, not defeat, not struggle, but praying in faith is always praying from the position of victory. We have already overcome through Christ Jesus. So we're already positionally in Christ. We're already seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. And so we have already had the victory through Christ. The enemy is already under our feet. But if we don't know it, we don't walk in it, we will pray from the position of a victim instead of a victor, and we will not pray in faith. How many times have you maybe seen someone just and destitute, crying and almost screaming and begging God to do something in their life, to do something in the life of their family. You know, ladies, we love our husbands if we have one. We love our husbands, but there is a love that comes in us with our children that doesn't compare to any other kind of love. And when you get a mama praying for her kids, oh, my goodness, she will go in and with a force for her children. But just because you are thinking you're in a force because you're crying or you're weeping or you're begging or you're loud does not mean you're in faith. And only the position of faith will get things done. It's faith to move God. He must have faith to come to God. That's what the word says. You cannot bypass praying in faith and thinking you're going to get a result. Yes, he loves us. Yes, he loves us. Oh, my goodness, how much he loves us. But there still are proper ways to present things to God. And it must be through faith. Faith in his word. Faith in his promises. Faith in Christ Jesus that the work is already done. And when we pray in faith and we're praying from the place of victory, the enemy knows you mean business. He cannot dupe you. He cannot trick you. He cannot make you think, oh, my goodness, what you're saying is not being heard. But this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, 
then we what? We know that we what? Have the petitions that we desire of him. That's a position of faith. I'm not begging or trying to convince God to do something. I am praying the word of God, praying from the place of faith in God. So therefore, I'm not asking God to do something for me that he does not desire to do. He desires it more than I desire it. But he said, you have to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Well, some people might say, well, if he already knows and he desires it for me, why do I have to ask? Because God gave Adam the authority in this earth. Now, he lost part of his authority when he gave it over to Satan. But Jesus, come on, somebody shout out Jesus. Jesus. Our victor, Jesus, he got the authority back. And Jesus said, I give you the keys. I give you the authority. I give you the rights and privilege. The earth has he given unto the children of men. So it would be a violation. Listen to this because this is answering someone's question. It would be a violation for God to do something in the earth realm unless somebody asks. When we ask of him in faith, then he has the legal right to be able to move on our behalf. And an enemy can do nothing about it. Oh, glory to God. He can do nothing about it. And even if he tries, he'll try to deceive you and lie to you and make you think that he can. But if you rise up in your place of authority in Christ Jesus and say, devil, shut your mouth and get under my foot. You have no authority here. I am in the word of God. I am in the covenant of God. I am in Christ Jesus. And therefore, you are completely defeated in my life. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. That's the beginning place. Not begging. We're not beggars. We're sons. Somebody said, I thought we were servants. We are sons that serve. You know, I hire people to clean my house sometimes. They have to ring the doorbell to get in. They have to make an appointment. You know, we have an you can't just show up any old day and just and, and then the door just walk in my house and just start doing stuff. I'm first of all, you might get shot. No, I'm just kidding, you won't get shot. <laughs> I'm not in Texas. Um, but you can't just come in someone's house, even if you've been there before, just because you know them. But my kids. Even though they clean the house sometimes, every now and then. <laughs> Can walk in the house anytime they want. Go in the refrigerator, come in my bedroom. I mean, just go all in my jewelry, everything, girl. <laughs> Ain't no telling what my daughter's wearing right now because mama's out of town. <laughs> but it's my daughter. That's the difference between a servant and a son. Yes. My daughter may serve me sometimes. But she's my daughter. She has all the rights and privileges of my bloodline. Opposed to someone that I may hire to do something for me, they only have that limited space that I've hired them to do. So we're not servants, but we're sons that serve. And because of that, we have all the rights and privileges of Christ Jesus himself. That is vital to know. 
Pray in faith. Pray in faith. You don't have to ask God if it's his will to heal you. Jesus died so you could be healed. He laid down. He got beat down when he could have not. He could have called the angels and they would have taken care of it. It was like, oh, it's about to be a fun day out here. We're about to handle some things. But Jesus resisted calling the angels and walking in his deity of being Christ. And he submitted himself to the cross so that we can live free of sickness. How dare we ask him if it's his will? Do you know how much it would get on your nerves? If your child, every time they wanted to eat something, they started crying and begging. Now, dinner's ready. You didn't talk, made the announcement. Dinner's ready. And they come in, I just want to know, can I please, can I please have something to eat? Honey, dinner's ready. Go on in there and get what you need. I just want to know, is it okay if I had two chicken wings instead of one chicken wing? Please, mama, please. Oh, mama, I've been good. I've been good. You know, I've been good. I cleaned my room. I did everything you told me to do. Can I have another scoop of potato salad, mama, please? You would say, honey, what is the matter with you? The food is ready. Jesus is saying the table has been spread. The table is ready. Why ask me if it's my will? Why beg and cry about something that I died on the cross, rose again, ascended unto the right hand of the Father, put my blood on the mercy seat just so you can have liberty, liberty and healing, liberty and peace in mind, liberty in your family, liberty in your workplace. He died for you to have it. It's an insult to Christ and the redemptive work of the Lord God for us to beg and ask him, can I please be healed? Can you please take care of my finances? Word of God says he became poor that you might become rich. Don't try to get deep with me and say that was just spirituality. It was not. Read your Bible. It was so you wouldn't be in lack. Yes. Why beg for something that he died for? Praise we have our privileges and rights through Christ Jesus. Yes. Pray in faith. Yes. Faith. Pray from the position of faith. Pray from the position of being victorious in Christ Jesus. Yes. Take ownership of who he is in you. The greater one is the greater one lives in you. How dare the enemy? Yes, I'm trying to fire you up this morning because I don't want you to allow the enemy to lie to you, to dupe you, to make you worry, pace the floor, complain and cry when you already got the victory. Yes, yes, yes. There is a place. I love, I, 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 I like um, Andy Griffin. Okay, I'm going old school. Some of the young people are going, who's that, Mom? I like Andy Griffin. Yeah. Now, there's this episode. I used it before in a message, and I, I should have brought it today. I didn't think about it, but there's this episode. In, in all, and how many Andy Griffin fans do we have? Okay, so you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about in a minute. So there's this episode where there were these um, 
I don't know if they were selling moonshine or they were selling some products or something on the highway. And um, Barney, good old Barney, he comes to them and he says, well, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to move because you can't, you don't, you know, you can't sell it here. You don't have, you know, license to do this. And so you're going to have to go. Well, they can already tell Barney don't know. <laughs> I, I just leave it like that. You don't know. And so they like, oh, is that right? And who's going to make me move? Well, now Barney's like, well, you know, I told you, you know, you're going to have to go. And, you know, he's, he's trying to find his gun that don't have a bullet in it because the bullet is in his pocket. And so he's like, I told you, you know, you're going to have to go. And they're like, well, are you going to make me go? He said, so, you know, they walking up on him. You don't, don't let the devil walk up on you. Be like backup player. You don't want none of this. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're walking up on Barney, and he's, and he's shaking. Well, I, I, I tell you, I, 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 you you're going to have to do what I tell you to do because, uh, you know, um, it's illegal, and, and, you, and you're going to have to go. And they're like, well, are you going to make me go? And so finally they like, and Barney runs. He's the one with the authority. He's the one with the badge. He's the one with the gun and the backup. But he's the one running. And then comes Andy, who carries no gun, no bullet, but Andy know who he is. Not because of who he is, but who represents him, who backs him up. So Andy comes and he says, well, you know, they have this conversation and, you know, they talk and, you know, Andy says, well, do you want me to go with you? And, and Andy's, and Barney's like, no, you just go ahead and take care of it, you know, because he's all, he's, be, he's beat down. <laughs> so Andy goes out there and he says, you're gonna have, guys, you're going to have to move. Now, they think they're going to try this on Andy, but they're not quite sure. You can see the look in their eye. Now, I'm not sure if he's going to fall for this, but we're going to try it a little bit. So Andy walks up to them and he says, you're going to have to move. You can't stay here. You're going to have to go. And so they walk up on Andy just a little bit because they're not quite sure. See, that's when the enemy's done. He's not always sure. Mm, I'm not quite sure if they're going to follow this. Well, let me just try it a little bit. They walk up on Andy and say, you're going to have to, you know, are you going to make us go? Well, Andy steps right up to him. <laughs> ah, you want to dance with me today? <laughs> Andy says, I don't have to make you move. You see this badge right here? See, I love this. Oh, my goodness. When I watch the episode, it just blesses. It's like putting this on your heart and saying to the devil, you see this badge right here? I don't have to make you move. I have a government that backs me up. And if I tell you to move, you got to move, not because of who I am or a gun that I don't even carry, and not because of my name, not because of my height, not because of my stature, but because of who I represent. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Who you represent? Andy knew his authority. He knew who he who backed him up. He knew who he represented. We represent Christ. Yes. And Christ Jesus and all the angels and the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus and the name of yes. Jesus and the word of God will back us up and fight for us. Yes. Don't let the enemy punk you out. Yes. Stay in faith. Pray from the position of faith. Come boldly to the throne of God. You know, God's not afraid of your boldness. 
Because it's, he didn't say um, pride. That's different. Pride means you're doing it in yourself. Boldness is when you're operating in who he is in you. You already have come to him saying, Daddy, I know who I am. And he's like, that's right, son. That's right, girl. Know who you are in Christ. He'll back you up. He'll back you up every time. When we stand and we speak and we pray from the position of faith, Christ Jesus, the host of angels, they're just waiting. They're waiting. They're literally, they're angels in the room right now. And they're waiting for the sons of God to give them a command. To give them an assignment. And they only move to words of faith. They only move to words of faith. They are not going to move by your tears. They're not going to move by your unbelief. They're like, mm, we don't do that. That's not heaven's language. You know, faith is the language of heaven. Is that me in my necklace? Faith is the language of heaven. Faith is the currency of heaven. I remember reading the scripture where it would say, come and buy. Come and buy with no, with no money. And I would think, is that me? It is me. Well, look at Leah. Look at here. I got you. And so it would say, come and buy with no money. I would think, how do you do that? But as you continue to study, you find out that faith is the currency of heaven. That's how you buy. You might say, God, I don't have the money. He said, I didn't ask you for the money. I ask you for your faith. I ask you to believe. I love the saying that Jesse Duplantis uh, says. It took me some time to really, I've been meditating on it for years. The first time I heard it, I remember going backstage and asking him, I need you to talk to me about this. I don't quite get it. How do you do that? Because he says, he makes this statement that God told him, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I asked you to believe for it. And I was like, okay. Okay, I ask you to pay for it. You know, it sounds good, but when you start, when you, you know, when you're trying to build a building, <laughs> somebody asking you to pay for it. You're like, God, I didn't see you in the meeting today when they told me how much it was going to cost. They asked me to sign the paper. Right. I didn't see your hand come out of heaven and sign that paper for me. So, you know, you got to take the, the revelation of God and learn how to work it in your everyday life. You, gotta, you, gotta, you can't just live up here in the, in the, in the floatiness of, of the power of God. You're going to have to make that power of God come into a, how do I work this in my everyday right now? And so in meditating on that, that statement, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I asked you to believe for it. That's when I began to realize, wait a minute, okay, my job is not to make this happen. Matter of fact, I'm getting in error. I'm getting in stress. I'm, a, I'm actually um, yielding to pressure because I'm trying to do something that I was never called capable or anointed to do. You know the scripture that says, lean not to your own understanding? In all thy ways in all thy ways this is what the prerequisite is what in all everybody say all all, all thy ways acknowledge him I'm just gonna readjust my blouse and it's gonna be all right in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall what direct your path lean not to your own understanding right it says lean not to your own understanding let me give you an example okay this is what your own understanding looks like. 
Can I have that black bag? Thank you. Okay. So you started off in prayer. I'm still talking about praying for your family, and I, God has me stand here. I thought I'd be past this one point already, but <laughs> if we don't get to five, you know, I'll send you a tape or something. But um, <laughs> you, you're praying for your family, right? Say it, maybe it's uh, maybe it's your kids, and you're seeking God about the course that they've taken in life. Now, our job is to what? Pray in faith. Believe. Our job is to what? Pray. Come on, class. Our job is to what? Pray in faith. Our job is to believe. Our job is not what? To make it happen. But we try to make it happen. So we, we prayed. We talked to the Lord about our, our kids or about our family member, about the situation at hand. We asked him, but we didn't ask him in faith because faith is a what? A rest. Oh, I got to come out here and say that again. I see that. that, that, that they was like, what? <laughs> what? I said that last night. What were y'all at? Faith is a rest. <laughs> faith, oh, come on, y'all shout it out. Faith is a rest. You know, when I went to sleep last night, I didn't clean the house. They look like, huh? Okay, I'm going to say this again. When I went to sleep last night, I didn't get up and cook in the kitchen. When I went to sleep last night, I didn't go work a job. All of that ceased because I was what? Resting. I can't do both at the same time. Either I'm going to rest or I'm going to work. So lean not to your own understanding. You prayed, you asked the Lord about something for your family, but instead of giving it over him to him, casting the whole care, praying in faith, releasing it unto God, you start trying to make it happen. You start trying to be God. <laughs> we not God. We the sons and daughters of God. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, and, he, and we have our duties. Our, our job, I can't say this enough. I hear it in the Holy Ghost. You're not, you've got to keep saying this. Our job is to believe. believe. Your job is to believe. believe. Your job is not to make it happen. God. Now, the Holy Spirit may give you an instruction of something to do on your, on your path of believing, but that's only by his instruction. Yes. Anything outside of that is works of the flesh. It's cares. It's the cares of life. Yes. It's taking on God's job instead of your job. And so now you're leaning to your own understanding. But he said, lean not to your own understanding. So you already got this one care. You try, you know, you, you ask God for something. And so you, now you're going to say, okay, well, I asked him about my daughter. Oh, my, now my brother needs some help. So... Okay, and, and then the church got some situations going on. Can I have your handbag? I, I promise I won't go in and then go, I, I won't go in. Now, you know, oh, my goodness, the church. <laughs> church needs some help. You know, oh, my Lord, I got to pray for the nation. You know what's going on with our whole, our president and all of that stuff. And, oh, my goodness. And, and then, Lord Jesus, you know, and, and then the school community needs some, some help. And, 
and Lord, and, and then you know my cousin in, my cousin in Kentucky told me that they got an operation coming up, and maybe I need to go down there and do all of that. I need some more. This ain't enough. I need some more. You know, you know, because ladies, we take the care of everybody. We ain't got enough, you know. And then, you know, I got to clean the house, and oh, Lord, I got Christmas coming up. I'm going to need to get another job, and Lord Jesus, Lord, you know I want a husband, so I'm going to go work out. After I finish my two jobs and I go back to school and then, oh, my Lord, but I can make it, Lord. Don't you worry about me, God. I can make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be all right. Oh, I think I can. Pastor, you need somebody to lead the choir, be the praise leader. I can do that, too. I need some more. I ain't got enough. I promise you, I'm going to give you your Louis back. I'm going to give it back to you. I ain't going to forget. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. how we look when we come to church and you got an attitude and somebody says praise the Lord don't be talking to me about praising the Lord I'm tired don't you know I'm tired your kids say mama I need cupcakes for the, for, the, for the PTA I ain't making no cupcakes just go to the store why can't you ask your daddy to do some cupcakes you know la 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 and then you start crying to God. God, I don't understand why I got to do everything. And everybody depend on me. And I got to, don't they know, I got things lean not to your own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. It is not my job to make this happen. I can come to the altar and I can put it all down on the altar and say, Lord, I give you every care. I give you every situation. I give you every circumstances. Father God, I leave it on the altar. I step out in faith. I cast the care. I take on the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus and I position myself in peace. Woo! Glory to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. 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 What I wasn't made for all that. That's how the enemy traps us up and, and gives an open door to sickness and disease in our bodies. That's why so many women end up with breast cancer and this type of cancer because they got all that care in them. God says, let that care go. Let it go. Release it. Give it to me. I can take it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it on the altar. He says, I got this. I got this. I got this. Lean not. It wasn't, it wasn't even created to be able to bear that kind of weight. Our job is to believe. When we pray for our families, I, Pastor, we got a good offering right here. I'm just kidding. I, I'm joking. I'm joking, y'all. I'm going to give y'all. <laughs> I'm going to give your handbags back. Sis, will you help me pass these back out? Now, don't you claim a handbag that's not yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get the, uh, the illustration of that? Pray in faith. Our job is to what, church? 
Our job is to what, church? Oh, my goodness, Lord, I spent 15 minutes on this. Our job is to what, Lord? Believe. He's going to make it happen. Okay, that's all that was point number one. Whoo, y'all making me work hard for the money today. <laughs> Hebrews 4.14. Go to Hebrews 4.14. Whoo, hallelujah. Y'all fun group. I am enjoying myself. Hebrews 4.14. See what preachers do to get a point across. Can you put that? Thank you. Hebrews 4.14 says this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us what? Hold fast our profession. Keep going. 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. How did he do it without sin? Because he said, I only say and I do what I hear and see the Father says and do. He never moved from his assignment. No matter how much temptation came, he recognized there is a temptation to try to take on the care. But he said, let me show you how to do this. Only do what I tell you to do. Only do what you see me do. Outside of that, hold fast to your confession of faith. Confession. Profession. Logios in the Greek. Saying the same thing. Hold fast to saying the same things that I said in my word. Example. I don't know much about football, so I had to study this out. But in football, my sister, she's the football girl. In football, there are times when the coach will make the running back practice carrying the football around for weeks. Everywhere you go, you, you just, you holding that football. Because he wants him to be able to become so one with that ball, so one with holding that ball, that he doesn't release his grip on it. During the game, the running back, he might run the ball to the end zone, but he cannot relax his hand until he crosses over the goal line. Amen. The running back must become very conscious of the ball when facing the giants of the opposing team yeah. because he might have the ball in his hand. He has to have the ball in his hand in order to score. So no matter how, you know, I'm amazed at football. I'm like, I would have gave you the ball and said, deuces. You good. Because, I mean, those men be like, oh. And I'm like, oh, no. But you can't do that. You can't be Barney Fife. You're going to have to hold that ball. And even though you see the giants coming at you, even though you see the circumstances, you're going to have to hold fast to your confession of faith. Even in the midst of adversity, you don't let your grip be released off of your confession. You don't let, even though the enemy is trying to smack you around, tell you it'll never come to pass, it won't work, everything's going wrong. Even if you get an evil report on your family member, you don't change your confession of faith. Hold fast. Go to Colossians 1. Colossians 1. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, hold fast. Hold fast. 
Tell them again. Hold fast. Hold fast. Don't, change. Don't change. Stay the course. Stay the course. So point one is what? Pray in faith. Point two, pray the word. Point two, how do we pray for our families? Pray the word. Colossians 1. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible starting with verse 9. Colossians 1, 9. Now this is a prayer, Colossians Church, Ephesians Church, uh, it's prayers in the word of God that we can take Amen. and put our personal names in, Amen. our family members' name in. This is a perfect, pure way to pray for your family, really to pray for anybody, especially pray for your pastors, Amen. because you're not praying your thoughts or your feelings, but you're praying the word of God. And what did I say? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, what? According to his will. This scripture is vital to your faith. This is the what? Confidence. This is the, this is the surety. This is the I know what he can do. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We know the word of God is his will. And if we know that we have the petition, we know that we've asked according to his will, then we know that we have the petitions, the requests, the prayers that we desire of him. Yes. Number two, pray the word. Amen. When you pray the word, you pray the will. Yes. Colossians 1. So you can take this scripture, this passage of scripture. I'm going to read. Uh, yeah, oh, good. He has it up. So we're going to read together Colossians 1. Uh, starting with verse 9 through 14. But we're going to add our family members' names in here. Always start with yourself. <laughs> I know you think they need it more than you, but trust me. <laughs> start with yourself. <laughs> I've learned in my own personal life that when I start with myself, I begin to see things differently. You know? You never see the speck that's in your eye or the beam that's in your eye, but you can see the little hair out of place in somebody else. You know their hair was a little out of place? Girl, your wig been twisted all week. <laughs> so that's why we start with ourselves. So we can first be examined. <laughs> Fix me, Lord. <laughs> so let's read together, starting with uh, verse 1. For this reason, let's read together. Ready? Read. For this reason, we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you. Now, instead of saying you, put your name in there. Put your family members. Now, we're not going to go through your whole family list right now. But take this and do this every day, all day. Just make this a, a a place of faith for you because you're praying the word. Okay? So, for example, you would say and make special requests for candy. I make special requests for Steve. I make special requests for Stephanie, that's my oldest daughter, who's married. So I, I include her husband, Brett, 
and who gave us a wonderful, a wonderful grandson, <laughs> Corbin. So I include his name in there. I make special requests for Corbin and our youngest daughter, Jennifer. I make special requests for Jennifer. I take time. You say, that's going to take a while. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me how we can go sit in the doctor's office. You know, I'm going to back up. Before we got to the doctor's office, y'all not going to like me, so uh, can you start the car right now? <laughs> but it's interesting how we were too sick to come to church. But we have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. The ambulance is not coming to pick you up from your house and take you to that doctor's appointment. Nobody's coming, but somehow... We managed, in all the pain that we were in when it was church time, we managed to get up and go to the doctor's appointment. And when you get there, well, I will come to church, Pastor, but um, it's just too long. I can't sit that long. But we go to the doctor's appointment. I don't care if your appointment's at 12. You're not walking in as soon as you get in there. You're going to sit your pain-filled body in that lobby, and you're going to wait till they call you. And we go. And we say, come back in two weeks. And we come back in two weeks. But yet, come to church. Oh, I, I can't make it because, you know, oh, my God, a ooh, and then a ah, and a oh, my goodness, and a oh, Lord. And so I, I would come, Pastor. I would. I would. You know, but you know I just had surgery. In surgery, I remember when I had my children. You know they had the audacity to ask me to come back in a, in a few weeks to the, to the doctor? Didn't you know I just had a baby? Yeah, but I'm going to need you to come back. Did we go? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. And we sat there and waited sometimes a really long time. Very uncomfortable. We didn't run out the door. We sat there. See, the enemy will make you think the things of the world are possible, but the things of God aren't. If we can do that, expecting something to manifest from a man, how much more can we come into the house of God where the healing power of God is in full manifestation and sit there soaking in the presence of God, soaking in the word of God. You shouldn't leave out the same way you came in, not if you are in faith and expecting. And we'll go to the doctor for weeks and months in hope that something will change yeah. and will continue to say, I can't make it to church because I'm recovering. <laughs> I know y'all love me. <laughs> but you, you see the truth there? See, the enemy will make you get things out of proper perspective. And you'll find yourself running after something that can never satisfy. And the very thing that has the almighty power of God in it. We kind of run short, too. You, you stay home from church because your head hurts. But you can't stay home from work because you get fired. Ooh. <laughs> this is in love. Why am I saying this? Because we are living in a time right now where the enemy is in full operation of being deceiver. He's the deceitful person. <laughs> I can't get the word out. He's the deceiver. 
and he'll make you magnify things of the world and minimize the things of God, thinking you're going to win. You're on the wrong side already. And the thing you really need that's going to not only help you but change your whole family, we will draw away from. Draw unto God. Draw, run to God. Run to the house of God. I don't know if I was streaming. Run to the house of God. Where's the camera at? Run to the house of God. We're not telling you this because we just need somebody to fill up the seats. You know what I found during COVID? Now, I don't know. This is uh, Most pastors don't always say this, but I, I actually enjoy preaching to no seats. Let me tell you why. Because I could go through all of my message and wasn't nobody pulling on me. <laughs> so I can get through all my points. I'd be like, Lord, I finished that whole message. That was good. But when you got people in the house, then you know that. And you're supposed to pull on us. You're supposed to draw on the anointing of God. But it, it, was, it was easy, and you didn't have to look at nobody's face that may not be agreeing with you. <laughs> so you just in your mind, you have already set your mind to say, everybody love me. I know y'all getting this. <laughs> You can't see their faces, so you're just rejoicing. Oh, glory to God. I just know you at home shouting with me. Hallelujah. Come to church. It's not for us. It's for you. And, you know, if, if the pastor took the position of the people, you wouldn't have nothing to watch. You ever thought about that? Who are you going to watch? I can't come to church. These are COVID. Okay, y'all back. <laughs> Truth. Truth. It's truth. Truth. How come the grocery people can go to the store? The grocery people. You know the grocery people. <laughs> the workers. The stock people. And then the you order groceries. You're like, I don't go to the grocery store. I have it delivered. Oh, so they can put their life on the line so you can get something to eat, but you can't put your life on the line for nobody else. The same faith you're expecting, oh, gosh, y'all not going to like this right now, but it's truth, and I got to just tell it because my plane going to leave tomorrow, and then I'll be all right. <laughs> but the same faith you want the pastors and the ministers to operate in that you are so blessed by when you turn on your television or your stream or your Facebook or your Instagram or your YouTube or whatever it is you're watching, the same faith they have to walk in is the same faith you can walk in. For we are all having the same spirit of faith. Same spirit, same God, same Lord, same Jesus. Come to church. You have a supply that God wants to use in the midst of the people. It's not just about what God does out of me through to you. It's also about what you're doing in the midst of the congregation. You may smile at somebody and they say, that made my day. You don't even know. I just needed somebody to smile. You may hug somebody or give them a fist bump or whatever you do or don't do. But it is a supply. You may come in with a praise and maybe the pastor needed it. Glory to God. There is a joint effort in the body of Christ that God uses for the kingdom of God, and he needs the supply of every man, of every woman, of every boy, of every girl. There is a supply that when we come together, there is such a power that the enemy cannot stop. Come to church. Bring your supply. 
God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now back to our program. <laughs> request. Here, let's pick it up together. Make, and make special requests for you, asking that, come on, you put your name in there, your family's name in there, asking that the LaFloras, the Dickersons, may be filled with the full and deep and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes. Woo, did you hear what you just said? You prayed that God would fill your relatives into an insight into the ways and purposes of God. You don't have to beg and ask God to save them. You don't have to beg and ask God to do anything in their life when you just prayed the word of God that he would fill them with insight into the ways and purposes of God. Don't you know that'll change their life forever? That's a perfect prayer. This is how we pray for our families. We pray the word. Let's keep going. Ways and purposes of God. Here, let's pick it up right here. And in understanding and discernment of spiritual things. Oh, my goodness. I can't go past that. You just prayed that God would give your relatives, your family members, starting with you first, understanding and discernment of spiritual things. You don't have to worry about them hooking up with the wrong people because they have discernment. You don't have to worry about them going to the wrong place because they have discernment. They have understanding of spiritual things. They recognize, no, that's the devil trying to make me go there. That's the enemy trying to make me do that. No, that is not of God. Why? Because when you pray the word of God, you're praying things that you wouldn't even necessarily know how to put words to. But God has already given us the words in his word. And we pray this over our families. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for my family having understanding. I thank you for my family having discernment of spiritual things. I thank you that my kids are not going astray or, or a voice of a stranger. They do not follow, but they know your voice, and your voice is the only voice that they yield to. I thank you, Lord. See, when you start praying the word, then the Holy Spirit takes hold with you, and he begins to give you even more words to say. He begins to bring up scriptures and word of God that's in you, and you'll start praying that too. This is how we pray for our families. Keep going, verse 10. Let's read together. That they may walk, I'm thinking King James. <laughs> that they may walk, live, and conduct themselves in a manner worthy of the Lord. You don't have to worry about them embarrassing you in school. Your family's not going to embarrass you because you're praying that they will live and conduct themselves in a manner worthy of the Lord. Forget your name. They're going to operate in a manner that's worthy of God. You know, when we would leave the house, my parents would always tell us, now, when you leave here, you represent us. Don't you get out there and clown because you represent me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But even higher than that, I represent God. And so when I pray this prayer for myself, See, we can get deep and ask God to do all kinds of things for our kids. And I'm not trying to harp on us. I'm not trying to harp on you. I'm not. I just want us to really see the realities of the everyday life that we live in and how we can put this in our perspective when we are praying and when we're living. Sometimes we're praying these uh, lofty prayers and spiritual prayers for our family members, but we cut up when we're driving. <laughs> wait, wait. What did this word say? Live and what? Conduct. Conduct who? Yourself. 
that you may walk. Let's just read that again. Hallelujah. Let's read it again. Oh, church, come on. Don't act like you can't read. You know how to read. Here we go. That you may walk, live, and conduct yourselves in a matter worthy of the Lord. Now put in when I'm driving, when I'm in the grocery store, when I've been standing in line for a long time, when the clerk act like they stupid, when the waitress gets everything wrong, oh, hallelujah, when my bill is wrong and I've called them and told them 10 times how this is wrong and you need to fix it, why is my cable off and I didn't pay my bill, that we may live and conduct ourselves, ourselves, in a manner worthy of the Lord. And I know saints ain't cussing. Lord Jesus, I know nobody's using profanity. How mercy, God, help us. Ooh, got clock. In a manner worthy of the Lord. Let's keep going. I'm in trouble now. Let's keep going. Fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things. Keep going. Bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God. Keep going. With fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. Hallelujah. That's a powerful prayer. This is how we pray for our family. We pray the word of God. Put your name in there first. If you think about me, throw my name in there. Pa- help Pastor Tammy. She probably out somewhere tripping. Help her, Lord. Put your name in there. Put your pastor's name in there. This is how we pray for our family. That we may grow thereby in the word of God. Pray the word. For the sake of time, I'm going to keep moving. Pray the word. Third, number three. And that, that, that prayer, take it all the way through 14, 1 Colossians 9 through 14. I didn't go all the way to the end, but take it all the way to the end, putting your name in there, put your kids' name, your grandchildren, your siblings, whoever God lays on your heart. This is how we pray for our families, pray the word. Number three, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, if you'll put that up for me. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. It says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Now, some people have taken this and thought, I shouldn't speak in tongues. That's not what this is saying. First of all, there is... When you study the word and you continue to study, and I'm going to bring in some more scriptures, there's a speaking in tongues in the public place that the Holy Spirit can give interpretation for. And then there's a praying in tongues. And this scripture is talking about twofold. You can speak in tongues. No man understands, so you ask him for interpretation. And say, leave it there. Don't be like the rich young ruler when he gave him instructions of how to inherit eternal life. He just left. He got the instructions, but he was like, oh, shoot, I ain't doing that. And he left. He told him to sell everything. Y'all look at me like y'all don't know your Bible. He told him to sell everything. You know, the rich young ruler came came to Jesus, and he asked him, Master, you know, I've been been good. I've been amazing all my life, kept all the rules. You know, how do I, you know, I want to inherit eternal life. And 
And he said, you know what, you're right. You have been doing really good. He said, but one thing you lack, sell everything and follow me. <laughs> he was like, you tripping, man. I ain't doing that. <laughs> so he left. Amen. People do that same thing with this passage of Scripture. Instead of ask for interpretation, they just leave it all together and say, oh, I ain't speaking in tongues. But that's not what that says. You can speak in tongues and ask the Holy Spirit for interpretation. And you can pray in the Spirit, and you're praying out mysteries. Mysteries are in both places. But when you're in a public setting, so that it may edify the hearer, Holy Spirit, give us interpretation of what we've prayed in the Spirit, of what we've spoken in the Spirit. There's a gift of tongues. There's a ministry of tongues. And so, is this too deep for y'all right now? Okay. And so, it, you know, in the corporate setting, Someone may have a word from the Lord and they, get, and they start off in tongues and, and maybe they give the interpretation or someone else gives the interpretation. But there is a prayer time. There is a praying in the spirit because you don't always know what to pray. You don't even always know what's happening. Have you ever had an unction to pray and you didn't even know who it was for? But the unction is so heavy on you. I need to pray. I don't even know what to pray. I don't even know who to pray about. What do you do? You start off in praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Why? Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, as the scripture says here, we are speaking, albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. You're tapping into the flow of the spirit and you're connecting with the Holy Ghost. And why is this important? Because remember, God has given authority unto man. He needs a man to make a request. So God sees the situation, and he says, I need somebody to make a request on this right quick so I can legally operate. Yes. So he'll put on Brother Steve's heart. Ah, pray, Brother Steve. And Brother, Pastor Steve is saying, oh, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. So Pastor Steve stopped praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost, baby. And so he stopped praying in the Holy Ghost. And he put it on Pastor Michelle's heart. And she started praying, praying the Holy Ghost, Pastor Michelle. And so the And we don't know what we're praying, and we don't know who we're praying for. But God does. He said, Thank you. All I needed was access. And then you get a release. He doesn't even always tell you what it was. He didn't need you to know. Stop being nosy. He needed you to pray. If he reveals it to you, fine. If he doesn't, rest in peace. You got a release. It's done. I don't know what that was for. It was done. I've had so many times where that has happened. Even in the middle of the night, the Holy Spirit will wake me up and say, pray. And I'll be praying. And then maybe uh, the next day or several days, a church member will say, I was out. I remember clearly this particular one time, one of the women of our church, and she was coming home late with some friends. And she, her girlfriend had dropped her off at the, at the door. And so she said, okay, uh, i see you later. And she pulled off. Well, as soon as she pulled off, a guy walked up on her with a gun. She's at her front door. He has a gun to her head and says, give me your purse. Give me this. Give me. Now, he could have gone in the house. Now, her husband was in the house, and I'm thankful that he didn't because her husband, I mean, he has license, but he carries a gun. What, are we going to have a shootout now? God's not wanting that. And so, but he had me up praying in the spirit and I remember having this vision of somebody is being held up 
I don't know who it is, Lord, and I'm just praying. It's 3 in the morning. I'm praying. And I prayed for a while, and then I got a release, and I said, okay, Lord, I thank you. I don't know what that was, but I thank you. I thank you. He needed somebody to give him access to operate. And so the man got her purse. He didn't take her life. He didn't go in her house. You can get another purse. You can get whatever's in that purse, you can get another one of. You can't get another you. Now, I'm going to take one side thought. Don't let me forget where I was. Side thought. You can't get another you, right? You are the most precious commodity that you have in this life. You. You can get another lot of things. You can't get another you. Why would you give yourself to somebody that don't even love Jesus? Why would you give yourself to someone and you haven't even consulted with God? Is this my mate? Is this, is this who I'm supposed to connect with? Why would you act like you're dis- you, you, know, you, can, you can push a button in a machine and put in a dollar and get another dis- a purpose of you? No, you are the most valuable commodity that you have. You cannot get another you. Don't just give yourself to somebody and not seek the Lord about it. You have to have value in yourself. Don't let somebody just come walk all over you. And I'm talking about in a relationship. Don't just just give yourself to someone even before marriage or just jump into a marriage and you're like, oh, it ain't no big deal. Oh, you are the most big deal that you have. There's no bigger deal in your life than you. Why would you give yourself to somebody when you are the most valuable thing that you have? Take ownership in who you are. Take value in who God has made you. You are fearfully, wonderfully made. You're not a punching bag. You're not a doormat. You're not a piece of meat. You are a child of the Most High God. Rise up and take your place and recognize, if you want to get with me, you're going to have to get with him first. Amen. Now that was for somebody. Back to my story. <laughs> Nikki, praying in the Holy Ghost. And so uh, here we are at women's prayer uh, the next morning. And she comes in. And so at, uh, at the end of prayer, she said, Pastor, I, I have a testimony. And she begins to testify about what happened to her last night. And when she did, I said, it was you. The Lord woke me up. I said, what time was it? And she told me it was, it was right before it happened. See, I love that about God. He doesn't operate on the defensive. He operates on the offensive. I don't know nothing about football, but I'm using these terms. He operates on all. He doesn't wait till it happens and try to fix it. No, he has somebody praying before it happens so that it won't go the way the enemy had planned. You know, the word of God says, no weapons, what? Formed against you shall what? Prosper. They were formed, but they won't prosper. Yes, the enemy had a plot. He had a plan. He had a trap. But it it got formed. When it won't come to pass, it will not prosper because we are praying in the Holy Ghost. How do we pray for our family members? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let me read that same passage of Scripture in the Amplified Bible, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. I'm coming to a close. Hallelujah. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not not to men, but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning. Keep going. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things. 
not obvious to the understanding. Isn't that how you want to pray? You know, most people are kind of nosy anyway, so you really want to get into those secret things. <laughs> Except he may not tell you what it was, but still you were on the inside scoop. <laughs> so you're praying out those secret things, hidden things, things that's not obvious. You know, somebody could look like they all together on the outside, but when you have a discerning from the Holy Spirit and you begin to pray, you can pray about stuff for their lives, not knowing they got some situations going on. And God uses you to help pray them through. You know, everybody won't tell you everything. Nobody tells you everything about them. You don't tell everybody everything about you. But the Holy Spirit knows. And we don't even need to know everything about everybody. I can be praying with my sister, and she might have something going on in her life, and I don't really need to know. And sometimes I don't even want to know because you've got enough going on in your life. You don't need to, like, like I said, you don't need to pick up another thing. But you can pray in the Holy Ghost. And I don't even know the enemy might be trying to attack a part of her body. Because I don't even know. But the Holy Spirit got me praying. And I've already stopped the form of the enemy from prospering. I've already stopped that sickness from being able to come to pass. I've already stopped it right in its tracks and said, oh, no, you're not going any further. Oh, no, you can't last. Matter of fact, I just cursed it in the spirit. And healing is there. How do we pray for our families? Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you can be. It's so easy. As long as you don't let your head trip you up, it's so easy. You just ask him to fill you and start talking. You're like, I don't know what I'm saying. So? Praise God. Half time, you don't know what you're doing no way. So why, why, why change? Just, it's a faith walk. Step out in faith and just begin to speak. I got filled with the Holy Spirit in my apartment. I was 19. I, I was Pentecostal, so we, you know, we Friday night Terry service. Oh. G, 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 Come on, give them up. Hold on, let go. Turn around, turn around. Flip, flop, flop. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I got delivered. I got set free. Every Friday night was Terry service. Mercy. Mercy. See, see, you know what I'm talking about. And, and I, it didn't happen. But I, I desired it to, but I got so hungry. This is what I did. I was in my apartment, I got in my own place, and I was praying, and I just said, Lord, I, I, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, so this is what I'm getting ready to do, Lord. And if it's wrong, you're just going to tell me it's wrong, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to start talking. I'm going to say some stuff I heard somebody else say. <laughs> I did. I did. That's exactly what I did. And when I started, you know the enemy was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. I said, shut up, devil. You didn't say nothing when I was cussing. <laughs> you didn't say one word when I was cussing. You didn't say, oh, Kenny, you shouldn't do that. Nope, nope, nope. He was like, go ahead, girl. Let me give you two more words. <laughs> no. So I just said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start talking. And I just, 
on my knees in my apartment by myself, didn't have no goose pimples, didn't have no, no <laughs> wave of the spirit. I wasn't rolling in the floor. There was no music, no praise and worship music, nothing, no angelic visitation, none of that. I was just simply in my apartment on my floor, and I said, Lord, today's the day. I determined today's the day. And I said, because I just took it by faith. And I said, so you said in your word, if I ask, you would. So I'm asking you, Lord. I said, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I said, so by faith, I'm just going to start speaking. And, you know, like I said, the enemy was talking. And I said, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. no, today's the day. I'm changing here. And I just continued to just to speak. I do the speaking. But you know what happened? As I continued to speak, the Holy Spirit took hold of that thing. And before I knew it, I knew I was getting utterance. I was getting fed words from the Holy Spirit. And I was praying in tongues, not by my flesh, not by faith, but something had happened on the inside of candy. There was an infilling of the Holy Spirit. You know, my, my father-in-law, he's from Arkansas. He's with, he's with the Lord. He's in heaven now, but he was from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. But he would preach this message, and he would always talk about how when you go to the well to get water, you would have to take a little water with you. And you would have to pour a little water in the well. Now, I don't, I'm a city girl, so enough. But if you are any, I got any old country, country people here, you have to take a little water with you to the well, pour a little water in so you can prime the pump. Ah, uh, if that's the case, I can pour, to pour little tongues in so I can get the flow of the tongues from the Holy Ghost. So I, I pour my natural tongue in and the Holy Spirit came hold up with me and then I begin to flow. The Holy Spirit begin to flow. The water of the Spirit begin to flow. The tongues of the Spirit begin to flow. I yielded myself to the Holy Ghost. I opened my mouth and begin to speak. I begin to say the words and the Holy Spirit said, that's my girl. And a power came in my life that I didn't have before. And a prayer life came in my life I didn't have before. But I had to do the speaking. I had to do the yielding. I had to do the stepping out in faith. I had to activate. How do you pray for your family? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let me read that same passage of scripture out of the Passion Translation. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. He's speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. What an amazing, powerful way to pray. Lord, right, matter of fact, let's do that right now. If you're not filled, ask him and just start speaking. I already told you. If you are filled, let's start praying. But let's right now, those that have kids, start praying for your kids right now. My Father, we don't know where our children are. We don't know what's going on with them. But right now, we pray in the spirit. We pray our intimate mysteries.